From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, freelance on-camera meteorologist and former Weather Channel meteorologist Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter, Bill Johnson. Welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the Stormfront Freaks podcast. And if you happen to be watching us, it's just the video of our recording session. So we call it Stormfront Freaks Raw. And we definitely give you no promises uh, if, if you're watching us. <laughs> but regardless of, of how you choose to consume the show, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This is episode 30. Our guest is AMHQ meteorologist on the Weather Channel, Jim Cantori. And we'll also be sharing, yeah, we'll be sharing our views on who's driving weather innovation, uh, private companies, or NOAA and the National Weather Service. Uh, and of course, we'll have our weather fools, our WX resources, and so much more. But let's go ahead and introduce the team, find out what they're drinking here for happy hour today. I'm going to actually start off. Uh, nothing different than I was last episode. It's summer. It's it's we're in the upper 80s right now, here in Cincinnati. And I just I have a hard time sometimes drinking uh, beer. What? It's, when it's hot. When so, it's hot. So what are you drinking now? <laughs> Gotta be ice so cold are you beer. Drinking? Well, true. You are not from Cincinnati. Oh wow. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm a transplant, so that's okay. probably why. And that's, that's why. fair. That's <laughs> okay. fair. So I'm I'm back to the Mike's Hard Lemonade, drinking the uh, cranberry and passion fruit lemonade. Little, oh, that's little good. Nice. Yeah, there that's you go. Decent. All right. Uh, but it's good. It's refreshing. Refreshing, and I feel good. So, all right, Kim, you're giving. So let's go to our, <laughs> our former Weather Channel meteorologist in Atlanta and, and and bring it on. What are you drinking? All right. Well, I'm bringing back an oldie but a goodie. This is Citradelic. And this is a new Belgium nice. beer. Uh, this is a tangerine IPA. So this is what I love to drink when it's really hot outside because it's refreshing, <laughs> citrusy, and very hoppy. So there yes. yeah. Is it tangerine It is tangerine oh, don't it is. And I think, it's, I think it's actually good for you. It's got vitamin C. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Even better. There you go, Brady. There's some good for you beer. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, MJ, our Skywarn radio coordinator in central Minnesota. Hey, hello, everybody. Uh, so I'm at work today because we did an earlier recording. So and my work uh, location is in a school. So I'm drinking Diet Dew today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Blame it on Jim. He was the one that needed to meet earlier. Right, so right. Check the bottom drawer. <laughs> There's not going to be any like kids that come in the background with like, you know, six stomachs or anything. No, I hope not. Right, right yeah, together. shut your door. Lock the door. Yeah. It's not yeah, that don't... hard, I guess. But yeah. All right, uh, Dina, our weather producer, now now still in the Atlanta area, but you are in a new home, correct? I just moved a few days ago, so everything's, uh, there's still a lot of boxes, but I can see the floor now. So I, I had to drink, I had to pull out the wine, and I had something better in store for tonight, but I could not find my box of hooch. <laughs> I don't know, like it's, it's around here somewhere. I put everything in one box and wrapped it up very nicely, and it's one of those boxes just, I haven't emptied yet. I hope it's not in the boys' room. 
Did no, you label it hooch? <laughs> did you label it hooch or what? Did you no, I didn't. <laughs> I think I that's, labeled that's it. That's why. So I think it's in the kitchen somewhere, but you know, so I've got the, I've just got the boring wine, but you know, we'll try to do something more exciting next time. All right. Well, that works. That works. All right. Brady is our recent weather grad in Columbus, Ohio. What's up, guys? Go Bucks. Um, so I'm drinking. So, I, you know, for those of you that may know, I'm a bit on a kind of a low-carb diet. So <laughs> He's watching you know, his waistline. I'm, watching, yeah. I'm watching my waistline. You know, I was just talking about this cinnamon bun diet that I went on my <laughs> freshman year of college. I'm trying to get that off. So I've got some nice uh, nice Bacardi here today. Just having some. Wow. Having some rum. And Bill doesn't think it. this I is rum. Drink it. Bill doesn't think this is rum. You know what? I'll have a sip. I'll have a sip Jim, for don't the viewers. Be fooled. Okay. Don't be fooled. So how do we He's know? Not that? That? I don't know. Mm. Oh. You know what? At least mine doesn't come with an umbrella like yours does, Phil. All right. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's total BS. That was total BS. All right. Well, Jim, welcome to this crazy. I don't even know what the hell you call it. <laughs> but you, who knows? You might you might fit right in. But uh, I know you're down in the so. Atlanta area. But well, your informal introduction is: What are you drinking? Well, guys, here we go. The story is I can't drink beer. I got a gluten problem. Oh, uh, I'm, crushed about I'm crushed about this. So in the refreshing spirit of summer, um, out of my Punxsutawney Groundhog Day glass, we've got Tito's and Red Very Grapefruit cool. Juice. Mm. Uh, okay. Okay. That'll do. Okay. Uh, right. Gluten-free. Hey, hey, we're all about um, health-conscious drinks. And drinking. I don't want to be health conscious. Trust me. I'd rather be be drinking the beer. Trust me. All right. Well, good. good Gluten free ones, though, Jimmy. They got some pretty good gluten free beers out there. I'll have to try them. Yeah, go to Total Wine. Total Wine. Good place. All right. Well, Kim, uh, let's do do us all a favor and let's go ahead and give uh, give Jim his real important introduction. I don't know if he really needs one, but I'm going to go ahead and read this. All right, Jim is one of the most recognized faces in weather, known for his live reports from severe weather events. Now, he has covered every major event during the past 25 years, um, including Hurricane Katrina and Irene and Superstorm Sandy. He's a native White River, Junction, Vermont. And uh, Jim graduated with a bachelor's degree in meteorology from Linden State College in Lindenville, Vermont. Um, where he returns each year to work with students in the meteorology program. The Weather Channel hired Jim out of college, and he first appeared on air back in July of 1986. That's crazy, Jim. Well, we sure love having you here today. And maybe some people out there don't know the story of how you got into weather. Why don't you share that story with us? Gosh, grow, first of all, growing up in New England, uh, if you don't like the weather, <laughs> you're in big trouble because it's, <laughs> it's in your face uh, all year round. And, you know, it was interesting because I was always out in it. I was always playing around outside, especially when it stormed. I loved going outside when it was stormy. And anyway, so one day my dad sat down with me in my senior year of high school. He goes, all right, son, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> I said, I don't know, dad, um, be a fireman, electrician. Yeah. Uh, he goes, you know what, why don't you... Yeah, so my dad said, why don't you study the weather? You're a freak oh. with those. You leave the barn light on, wait for the first flakes. You go shovel the sidewalk for your mother so she can get to work in the morning. <laughs> Students call you to see if they're going to go to school tomorrow morning. So, oh, that's cool. You know, oh. You've got to wake up for the next 50 years of your life every morning. You better love what you do. Yeah. It was that simple. It was that nice. simple. That's how the whole thing started. Yeah. 
Well, did you originally think TV or were you thinking uh, behind the scenes stuff or what? I didn't. I actually, you know, actually thought about Air Force. To, to be oh, honest, is that right, Jim? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I actually was involved in the ROTC program a little bit. We would have to cart from Linden State all the way over to Burlington, where they met every Thursday night, and that. How how did Kim? How did you not know that? With a few guys. Jim had an interest in the uh, Air Force. How did you not know that? I don't know. You know, I didn't very, either. It's very possible he told me, but I didn't remember. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> well, Kim, Kim, given the fact that you read my intro off my bio instead of yeah. just kind of off it, I'm a little, you know, yeah. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I know. Isn't that terrible? Well, the boss gave me this sheet. And I was like, okay, I'll read this. So, Jim, I got to ask you one thing because my one of my favorite Weather Channel commercials is the one where you go to the beach as leisurely time, leisure time, and then everybody sees you and freaks out and takes off. But I kind of wonder, like, when people see you, even when you're on vacation, do people actually think there's a storm? They do. They They do. do. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really annoying. I mean, guys, it's it's kind of crazy, actually. You know. People send me these posts from from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You know, uh oh, Jim's coming to town. It's about to get real. <laughs> oh no, is Cantori here? I'm not worried till Cantori shows up. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But yeah, people yeah. always wonder when I show up in a town what, what's going down. Yeah. Well, based on that, when when did the um, you know I'm kind of curious when did that whole the the quote unquote celebrity weather guy when when did that kind of did do you know like that point that that happened and or you know when did you notice that's like all right this is getting kind of over the top uh i can't be jim anymore <laughs> i mean did well, you know I mean, there's a ball that I'll, started i'll say i'm always going to be jim because i mean <laughs> i don't take myself very seriously <laughs> i mean i'm just listen my my and tim knows this too and dina knows it uh my I want to get the forecast right. That means so much yes. to me to get it right and to you get do. The out yeah. there that people understand. Uh, the celebrity thing, I don't know. Maybe in the two thousands, you know, we started having hurricanes in the nineties. Uh, then, of course, two thousand four, two thousand five, we were all yeah. over the place in those seasons. So that that's when I would say. But um, again, you know, our mission on the Weather Channel has always been to get it right, uh, and it's wonderful to go to work every morning and, and realize you're a service that helps people. They really get, mm-hmm. trust me, at three o'clock in the morning, you need something to get you out of bed, just a little extra kicker. Uh, it's not the Tito's, it's the, it's that, it's that <laughs> you're doing a service. It's the, yeah. Doing yeah. service. Yeah, I guess, I guess that leads into my next question is, what's your favorite part? What was your favorite part about, you know, your job and has that changed in the past 10 years or and where do you see yourself going in the future? Gosh, that's a that's a loaded one. Um, <laughs> you know, I really miss working with Forbes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I you know, great. John Hope was my original mentor, mm-hmm. and John taught me about compassion. When John had something to say about a storm, you didn't even have to have the volume up. All you had to do was look at him, and you knew what he was feeling about. You could just tell, and you could tell he cared about people. So, you know, John was wonderful. And he said, you know, frankly, being from Vermont and Linden State, I didn't know anything about the tropics. He <laughs> looked at me one day and he goes, Cantori, your, your tropical updates need a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> he said that? There you go. And, and, I, and, of course, I was crushed. Yeah. I was 
and I'm like, I got to learn the tropics. I got to learn this stuff. So I, you know, I, I, I bared down and, and I learned it. Um, you know, sadly, John passed away uh, in the early 2000s. And, and, I, and I was still working mornings. Then I started shifting the afternoons and evenings. And, uh, you know, having, having to work besides Forbes and during a severe weather outbreak yeah. and watching him work the radar and look at stuff and know it's going to tornado or hail or produce a, you know, damaging wind gust was just, I was just in awe of this guy. Yeah. And it got to the point where we, we were on the air. I was like, you know what? We don't have to have just one market to ourselves. We can handle the whole thing. Anything that pops up, John and I can handle it on the air. And we, and it was wonderful. I mean, people really loved watching us and I really missed that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Cause he just retired, yeah. like semi-retired. So, and then you went to morning. So, and he was working evenings, right? Isn't that right. Yeah. Dr. Forbes? They, they put me in the mornings about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, you know, for, let me tell you something. First of all, Forbes says he's retired. <laughs> yeah. You know, at three twenty-three in the morning, when one of my first emails is, is uh, Forbes is Torcons and his severe <laughs> out. Like, yeah, you're retired, all right. Yeah. <laughs> sure you are. Yeah. Sure. It's in his blood. He'll he'll be in it. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. in terms of where we go from here, you know what? I mean, gosh, <laughs> we made it. This is it. I mean, I love doing the weather on the Weather Channel. I, yeah. I, when, I, when I show up, I want to make sure it's for a purpose. I want. I don't want. No one's ever told me to have that I have to hype the weather when I get to the coast. If it's going to be a dud, it's going to be a dud. That's the way it goes. Take it or leave it. But if it's going to be a big deal, I want everybody to be prepared and and get ready to do what they got to do. So I'll keep doing it. Yeah. So like, (laughs) you know, you you don't see after you think you'll be at the weather channel for the next 10, 20 years, Jim, or you see yourself doing something different than that. God, Kim, tell me where TV is going to be in five years. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, you may be with us on this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll yeah. take you, Jim. You know, uh-huh. one of the th- if I were to leave, if I were to leave, I really love sports and weather. There's yeah. so much sports and weather out there. Uh, you know, think about the dependence on weather with NASCAR, uh, you know, baseball games. We still see thousands of people in the stands during lightning. Uh, you know, th- if if I could do something like that with sports and weather, that that would probably be the avenue if it was the right opportunity. Gosh, that's two mm-hmm. things you love. I could see that. So, Jim, when did you know you you're kind of you, you're known for a lot of things, but I feel like what you're most known for is going to a place and, and doing like a live um, like reporting shot. How how did how did that start out? Like how did because at first you were you know an on air meteorologist in the station. Um, yeah you know, who did they come to you and just ask you to come out in the field or did you volunteer for that? Or, cause you know, honestly, that's my kind of dream job being able to go out in the elements and experience it. Um, so, you know, to someone who wants to possibly pursue that, how did, how did that happen? So what year were you born, Brady? <laughs> what, what was it? 90 what? 1994. <laughs> okay. So before you were born, <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah this is a true story guys um they asked me to go cover the second landfall of andrew wow really it it probably took me about three seconds because first of all i had to actually believe i couldn't believe they asked me to go out in the field because i was so jacked i wanted to go out for my first time okay Uh, of course it was a big of course and i remembered what it did to dennis smith 
yeah. town in in, uh, in Miami because he went through you know when it was a five. He's the only Weather Channel meteorologist, by the way, to go through a Cat Five. Okay, wow. that's a little trivia ah. for you. Hmm. Uh, so I actually did go and and cover it in Louisiana. I went to Baton Rouge, and guys, seriously, the storm stalled. We go to bed. It's about eleven o'clock at night. I'm going to say about four o'clock in the morning. And I'm not kidding. My air conditioner. This was back when they had the air conditioners in the windows. It blew. <laughs> it blew in my hotel room, oh, and it was sitting wow. in the middle of my floor. No way. In the middle of my floor. Seriously. Oh my god. And I'm like, you guys kidding me? It's. Come. I go to the window. I'm looking out. It's like the Fourth of July out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I call my producer. I'm like, we got to go live. We got to go live. It's coming in. It's coming in. So we were. I think that was one of the earliest times we've been on the air live. Uh, we. I think we got on about four thirty-five. Yeah. And. You know, we stayed on till about noon, but it was it was great. It was all happening. We had local police stop by and talk to us and tell us how it was going, the power outages, the issues around Baton Rouge. So uh, and then that was just, my first one. It just kind of snowballed from there. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Anybody want to take a guess on which number Cindy was for me? Tropical Storm Cindy in terms of how many I've covered now? Um, oh, gosh. You guys don't mind if I leave. I say um, 35, 41. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 48. I don't know. 40, anybody in the 90s? What? <laughs> Come on. Brady oh, was born fair. in the 90s. That's <laughs> not fair, man. Come on. Yeah, no, no, no. So you got a little catching up to do, kid. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 91. Jim, out of all the storms, which one's the, probably the most, I, I don't want to say memorable, but the one that really like, Gut wrenched, you know, because I would think maybe Katrina or something. I know you're you were out there. Right. No, absolutely right. It's the first. I mean, Katrina was awful. We were told we were at 27 feet uh, at the Armed Forces Retirement Home. They didn't evacuate yeah. our vets. We spent the we spent the trip with them. Next thing I know, the next morning, literally within 15 minutes of being out in the parking lot, coming in grabbing a bite to eat and heading back out, the water's starting to come in the building. Wow. So if I've ever learned anything about storm surge, it's how fast the water can come up. It's un- yeah. It comes up by the feet per second. Okay. It can really, come up yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. So, so at that point, it wasn't about the TV. It was about getting our heroes uh, upstairs and, and out of the water because everything was on the first floor, all the medicine, the, you know, the mess hall, everybody was down there eating, and, and once that water started coming in, it was about getting everybody upstairs. And thank God we had about 25 Navy CV, CVs, which is the uh, land-based unit of the Navy, with us yeah. because they were, oh, they were in charge of, of, of keeping track of the vets and helping them move. But we helped them. Yeah. We just, you know, at, that, at that point, we lost everything. We lost our satellite truck. It, it's about getting yeah. the vets upstairs now. Yeah. yeah. You're like that a was, first responder at that point. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how much, Jim, how much uh, storm chasing have you done out in the plains? And do you right. have a memorable story there? I got a chance to go out with Timmer a couple years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's, a, he's a wild dude. I mean, he really, <laughs> he really is. But he, he's, got a, he's got a knack for doing it. He really does. He really has a knack for doing it. And, uh, I mean, we – it was the Edmonds tornado, the Oklahoma tornado. It was the day before Moore. If you oh, remember, gosh, yeah. oh my gosh. We had Edmonds come right across the interstate, literally developed right over the top of us. 
started a, as, as a rope and then became this wedge, actually, uh, that afternoon. So it was, that was pretty awesome. Since then, um, we've, we've <laughs> had some issues where, uh, you know, they just don't send us out anymore to, to go chase. Right. And, I mean, I miss it. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. But I'll, go, I'll be out there again someday. I promise you. It's just not while I'm employed. <laughs> <laughs> Tornadoes aren't going anywhere, Jim. Trust me. They're, they're, not exactly. They're, 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 Thank you. I think, Jim, if you want your way, I think you're the one guy who can get it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I've learned that lawyers are very powerful. Really? <laughs> In the media. Wow. So anyway. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy interactions. I remember that one live shot you had where the guy ran up to you and you kind of, <laughs> but like, what's really, was it that, or was it that, what's the craziest interaction you've had with somebody out in the field? I mean, I'm going to say, and actually probably what led to the college, uh, the, the college of Charleston interaction issue was what happened in Lincoln <laughs> the year before. You know, this guy came up behind me and just kind of mauled me, you know, he's all over me and I'm just, shaking him off doing the live shot. And once, once he left and I, you know, and I finished my shot, I just, I just absolutely lost it mentally. I I put, I I took my mic off. I turned the camera away and I just like screamed and yelled. And I say that will never, ever happen again. I have had it with that. I've had it with that. So from that, from that point on, I mean, the radar has been on. And so I'm, I'm kind of always anticipating what, what may happen. But Weather Channel's been like, okay. Out of the college, just saying. Yeah, they're like storm chasing, no, college live shots, no. <laughs> yeah, done that. Yeah. yeah, they're just keep whittling down the options. But you know what, guys? Have you seen the videos, though, of recent, of, of reporters that have been out in the field and they've been accosted, if you will? Uh, yeah. Everybody's fighting back now. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Guys, have to. there's reporters decking other people <laughs> doing it. Yeah. So good. Carry a big I mean, stick. I'll come, into, I'll come into people's office and, and maul them while they're yeah. doing their work. Yeah. Okay? So I don't expect <laughs> them to do it to me. It's yeah. all about getting on television and right. you know, having all those views on, you know, and sending it to their friends. You know, that's what it is right. today. Anyway, I would think mm-hmm. twice about mauling you. You're a big dude. You got <laughs> muscles. Exactly. You know? It'd be yeah. one thing I mean, if it was like me or Kim. It's, not, it's just that I just, it's not really good when I get angry. It's just yeah. not. It's not <laughs> hulk out. Don't hulk yeah. out. You're not the but Italian stallion for nothing. Because you know that'd be all over YouTube and Twitter of me or somebody just whacking the hell out of somebody <laughs> yes, it was. yeah and you know All what? Right, well trust me uh, if it happens again i mean i'm not afraid to retaliate and i don't think yeah. any order should be oh, yeah. um oh yeah i don't you gotta defend right. yourself we well, got on, your back jim on that uh whack the hell note uh we're gonna go ahead <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna jump to our lightning round so our lightning round is our fun speed round of questions for our guest, and, and we're going to pit the freaks against our guest, uh, Jim, here again today. And, and so, uh, Jim, I understand you are apparently a Yankees fan. I'm a huge Yankees fan. Uh, one of the things at 3.15 in the morning that I do in addition to getting up and looking at the weather and the new you know European run that's come in yeah. is uh, check, the, check the box score. I mean, I want to see if the Yankees won. And... <laughs> So that's part of my morning. You know, and, and I love hearing John Sterling. He's got all these wonderful new names 
for the new Yankee young stars, like Ooh. the Sanchino. We've got Judgment Day with Aaron Judge. I mean, it's, it's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. So you're, you could, you could anyway, do well on this. Go ahead. Well, so how do you grow up in New England and become a Yankees fan? By the way, we just lost all our Boston fans turned us off. No. You ask one Red Sox fan out there, come October, who they want in the American League Championship Series. Do they want the Red Sox against the Kansas City Royals? Or do they want the Red Sox against the New York Yankees? Yeah, we know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, just throwing that out there. All right. So, here, so here's what we're going to do. Here, here's, here's the game. Uh, I have got the top 20 Yankees nicknames. So, Jim, you were just talking about this. Uh, this was uh, from YesNetwork.com, the top 20 Yankees oh, nicknames. God. And so here's what I'm going to do. We're going to start with our guest. We, we give him uh, first choice. But we'll start with him. I'm going to give you the, the nickname. You need to tell me who the player is. Okay. And if you don't get it, then I'll I'll pass it on to the freaks, and they have a chance to get it. If they don't get, if they get it, they get a point, right? So so we're gonna do points, and then I'll go to the freaks. We'll get we'll start with you guys, and if you don't get it, Jim has a chance to steal the point, and and we'll go down the list. Okay, we He's probably won't do all us. the money. Okay, yeah, we're dead. All right, so Jim, we're we're yeah. starting with you. Come on, guys. Starting with you. Here is the nickname. You tell me the Yankee. Ready? I'm the ready. boss. The boss. George Steinbrenner. Very good. All right. So uh, Jim's got first point. Now we're going to the freaks. Oh, boy. The freaks. Ready? The babe. Who is the player? Babe, the babe. Ruth. Babe, babe Ruth. Ruth. Come on. Uh, yeah. Full yeah. name. I appreciate Give you giving me name. hard ones. <laughs> just, no, just wait. Just wait. All right. These are the Yankees. These are all softballs, to be honest with you. But <laughs> do, you guys know, do you guys know Babe Ruth's first name? Yes. Yeah. I, can I do it? Well, let's wait. Freaks? I don't know. I Roger. don't know. Let, let me Google it real quick here. No, yeah. no. Okay, Jim. Well, I'm going to give it to Jim. What is it? Okay, so I'm going to get extra credit for this one. I'm going to give you his yeah. first and middle name. It is George right. Herman Ruth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh very my good. God. George, good George job. George. All right. All right, yeah. so I got, I got Jim to Freaks Nothing. All right, Jim, this is yours. Mr. November. Derek, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, very oh, wow. good. So it's three nothing. All right, freaks. You you <laughs> oh, get Mr. October. Who is Mr. October? I have no idea. A Rod. I don't. A Rod. Alex yeah, Rodriguez. Mm. No. Nope. All right, uh, Jim. You can steal that point, Mr. October. <laughs> nice try though, Brady. We had nothing. Mr. October. <laughs> comes well, I said A Rod. <laughs> Mr. October. Oh, thanks, three homers in the 1978 World Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That would be Reggie Jackson. That's not fair. I wasn't even I wasn't even born then, man. That's not fair. Come on. That's okay. All right. Four nothing. Freaks. You're up. The iron horse. Who is the iron horse? Oh my god. Um I have no. All right, uh Jim, you can steal. Iron horse. Uh, I believe that's Garrick. Five nothing. Right. Not good good point. Can't you do You're home not. decorating shows for God's sake? <laughs> you got to get us a guest that likes home, home decorating shows. That's, this is all Kim's fault. We'll blame her. All right, Jim, you're up. Donnie Baseball, one of my favorites. Donnie oh. Baseball. Love it. Who is it? it? Do you remember? 
Who do we lose you? Who is Donnie Baseball? How convenient, huh? It's your question, Jim. Oh, Jim, it's my question. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's your question. Oh, sorry, guys. I didn't know that. You're killing uh, us. That's Don why Matt, you did. You know, one of the highest batting averages of any New York Yankee, oh um, any any in any season, that would be Don Mattingly. Oh my god, that would be Don. Mattingly. <laughs> oh, he's probably one of my favorite. <laughs> most underrated, one of the most underrated Yankees. All right, freaks. The, the, you here, you guys better get this because I'm giving you two nicknames. Okay. Uh, he, he goes by Jolton Joe, and he also goes by the Yankee Clipper. Joe DiMaggio? Joe DiMaggio. There you go. Good job, guys. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was about good. to do the white forward, flag. Baby. Mm-hmm. We're coming very back. Good. All right, so you what do we got? Go. Six to one. Six to one. Okay. <laughs> Here's a softball, Jim. Yogi. But you got to give me his name, his full name. Uh, that would be Yogi Berra. Uh, okay, full name. I need a full name. His full first name, not his nickname. Oh, gosh. What is Yogi? I didn't, I didn't give them Babe Ruth, so I'm not going to give you Yogi Berra. God, I don't, you know what? I don't know what Yogi's first name is. Hey, okay, oh, all right. Well, give it to us. Give us have a chance to steal <laughs> a point. It's, you know. it's Lawrence. Lawrence Berra. Wow. How do you, you know gotta, that? You got to tell Brady to get off yeah. the internet. What in the world? I'm not on the internet. Brady, if you're cheating, I'll find you, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm cool. on a VPN. Good luck. Six oh. to two. All right. Six to two. We, six to two. We got a couple more here. All right. So this is now the freaks. Uh, he go, I'm giving you – yeah, I'm giving you two more. He goes by Muscles, and he goes by the Commerce Comet. Muscles and the Commerce Jeez. Comet. I have no clue. I Can you know All right. So, yeah, whatever. That would happen. Uh, so, this goes to you, Jim. Yeah, guys. You, you, I mean, I'm going to say Aaron Judge, uh, but I don't. I have, I have no idea. Mm. Nope. That's actually Mickey Mantle. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, wow. Commerce Comet. I literally Googled it. It didn't even yeah. come up on Google. So, that's not. All right. <laughs> oh. Jim, Jim, we're to you, Scooter. Who is Scooter? All right. Scooter, New York Yankees shortstop. Uh, Phil Rizzuto. That is correct. Nice. All right. I'm, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna stick. It. I'm just gonna stick with Jim now. Yeah. Jim Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Oh gosh. You, you gotta uh, know this one. This is recent. Who, who, yeah, recent. this guy came over from, from Japan. Um oh god. Left Rhyme, hand. Rhymes with Katsui. <laughs> it, it, it is Katsui. It is. That's yeah. No, it rhymes, rhymes with Katsui. I know, but I don't know. It that. rhymes with Medeki Katsui. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you start Medeki Matsui. I got it. Okay, very good. All right. Next one. Oh, this yeah. could be a tougher one. This is uh, Louisiana Lightning or the oh, Gator. Piece of cake. 1977. I think he won 25 wow. games. That would be Ron good. Guidry. That's good. Oh, very good. Dude. All right. Wow. The Sandman. The Sandman. Uh, was that Sparky Lyle? Closer? Nope. Mm. Nope, that would be uh, Mariano. Okay. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. Mariano Rivera. Come Mariano on, Rivera. Jim. You're killing us. Oh, oh, Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. <laughs> Sweet Lou Pinella. Yeah. Yes. All right. I El Duque. <laughs> El Duque. Oh God. Uh, Hernandez. What was his first name? Um, Aaron. I'll, I'll give it to you. Orlando. Aaron Hernandez. Orlando Hernandez. Orlando Hernandez. <laughs> right. Right. Aaron. No. All right. <laughs> Chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. Oh gosh, that would be Frank Sinatra. Frank no, Sinatra. that's true. This is old school. Uh, Whitey Whitey Ford. Oh gosh, yeah. How about Boomer? Boomer, do you remember Boomer? He was a one-time Yankee. 
pitcher. A little big around the gut area. Was that Goose? That wasn't Goose Gossage, no. was it? No. Um, that, that would be uh, David Wells. David Wells. Uh, oh, we're, right. so we're getting the hard ones. We're getting the hard ones. <laughs> uh, Mick the Quick. Oh, that's, that Mickey, one. that's Mickey Rivers. Wow, very good. Wow. Rated, rated California I haven't even heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, the last, last two, Wee Willie. Wee Willie. Is that Willie Randolph? No, that, I would have guessed that, but that's not what it yeah. was. It's Willie Keller. I don't. Willie Keller. And the last one, Stick. Stick. Uh, Stick Michaels, Gene Michaels. Yeah, very good. Oh Way to finish wow. strong. Damn. Nice, Jim. I think those last couple were just players for the Yankees. They weren't even good players. They were just players for <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> All good I've never names. heard of them. Did we give the answers before the show started? <laughs> All right. Well, Jim, great. That was a great job. Thanks for having some fun with us. Thank that was good. Wow. So, all right, weatherproshop.com. Hey, what a great source for Skywarn Weather Spotter merchandise and reference tools. Uh, guys, we're running a Twitter giveaway now through July 12th. Look for our pinned tweet, at Stormfront Freak. Retweet it and follow us for a chance to win this awesome Skywarn Pro Performance T-shirt. Ooh, nice. So it's got the Skywarn logo uh, embroidered in it. It's the um, whisking away material, right, this uh, white pro performance t-shirts and brand new they got these newel uh new newel new dual pole radar reference guides oh that's pretty cool okay. hey what, what so are you guys one, on, what are you guys on twitter seriously i want to follow you right now uh stormfront freak no s just stormfront there was no, there was no freak. uh, freaks available on twitter yeah, it was too long the twitter was too long so anyway these guys you gotta look at these uh dual pole radar reference guides He's got one on uh, correlation coefficient and wow. some radar examples of what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got differential okay. reflectivity as well as some radar examples of that as well. Uh, they've got specific differential phase. Wow. Wow. Radar examples of that. And then the last one, the last part of this series hey, is guys, there. The, uh, by the way, thank you for giving me all these great Christmas present ideas. You're welcome. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. You're welcome. And then their tornado debris signature uh, reference page as well. So this is a, a four pack. So we are going to have a contest with the uh, weatherproshop.com and the draw. We'll do a drawing. If you retweet and you follow us, the uh, winner of the drawing will get the Skywarn shirt as well as the four-pack of the Radar Reference Guides. Remember, new customers uh, setting up an account at their website, you're going to get a 5% discount on your order. And for a limited time, Stormfront Freak listeners, you can get an additional 5% off at checkout when you enter the code STORM, S-T-O-R-M. So that'll give you a 10% discount. Uh, Lots of reasons why you should visit and support our partner, Weather Pro Shop. Com. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break. Our podcast listeners uh, will hear the latest edition of Titans U Minute with Chris Sanner. Uh, but don't leave. We'll be right back with Jim and the Freaks to talk about private weather companies versus NOAA and the National Weather Service and who we feel is really driving innovation. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Sanner. We've talked a lot about the equipment and storm part of storm chasing in this segment. But I still haven't talked about what is my personal bread and butter when it comes to storm chasing, taking photos and videos. 
While not everyone chasing wants to take incredible photos or videos, it is certainly something more than most people are after. So today, we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking about some simple composition rules to follow when snapping photos of storms. First things first, eliminate all of the distractions you can. You're taking photos of a storm, not that power pole, tree, building, fence, herd of cows, etc, etc, etc. Ideally, you want your subject to be as prominent as possible, and in this case, your subject is the storm. So simplify your image as best as possible. It's not always doable. I mean, you may be chasing in the forest, you may be in the middle of a town, but you do want to give the storm as much prominence in your image as possible. Secondly, learn to walk around for a shot. Now granted, you may be a giant scaredy cat of lightning. I am, so this is daunting. But your best images are going to come from getting out of your car and walking across the highway to the fence line or into that slightly open grassland area. There's too many distractions when you shoot from the road typically. So get out, walk, find a better shot. Third, find good lines. I'm talking about vertical lines leading into the storm like a road or fence line or even, <laughs> yeah, I know, power lines. Horizontal lines are good too if the storm has a good horizontal fill, but again, make sure there's not power lines or a fence line running through the middle of your storm. You want your storm to be as distraction-free as possible. Remember, you are taking photos of storms. Don't take your photo of a power line or cars or cows, but storms. Simple, right? For more storm chasing tips, be sure to check out Titan U on TornadoTitans.com. Also, follow us on social media. Simply search Tornado Titans. We'll see you next time. All right, welcome back. Hey, there's there's been a lot of moves made in the private weather industry over the last few years that have taken criticism from others in their own industry. And, and to just kind of highlight a few, uh, you know, we've got private weather companies naming winter storms. We have private weather companies that now issue their own warnings. And those are being picked up by uh, some local television stations. We have, there is actually even uh, the Kansas Turnpike caught some heat because they have a deal with a, a private weather company to also help issue uh, like tornado warnings for their uh, roads that maybe weren't issued by the National Weather Service. So a lot of these actions, you know, are really innovations that I think can help push NOAA and the National Weather Service, who are otherwise slow to change because they're a government agency, uh, but help push them into faster action. Yet it seems like people also are waiting for the National Weather Service or NOAA to come out with some of these decisions to keep moving forward and, and make better decisions. Uh, what do you guys think on that? Where do you stand? Well, I'll jump in on that one because I used to work for WSI, which was a company that took data from the government, National Weather Service, National Hurricane Center, did their own thing to it and disseminated it out. But it's kind of one of those um, pairings that work off each other. Uh, you need the private sector to push the government into moving a little bit quicker. Um, and they come up, like the private sector can come up with all kinds of new ideas that maybe nobody thought of. Like, let's take your bulletins that you send out, code them the right way so that we could take that data and draw our hurricane forecast cone. These are all things that can kind of um, 
play off each other. I remember when we had Gabe Garfield on and he had talked about the new polygons that they want for warnings. I mean, that's probably going to get pushed more because the private sector wants it and wants to disseminate that data. Um, But it's also, um, they all play off each other so much. But I mean, when you start getting into like putting your own warnings out, then I think you're getting into a problem because who says what the criteria is for a warning? The National Weather Service has it as say like one inch hail, tornadoes or 58 mile per hour wind gusts. What's somebody to say, who's to say that, hey, I'm going to issue a warning, even though we're only getting half inch hail. And now we're kind of comparing apples to oranges. So it's got its good points and it's bad. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but. Right. And then who, how do they regulate it? How do they know these companies are, you know, are good enough to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. And Jim, I know you remember when, you know, the Weather Channel went for the local on the eights. We used to use National Weather Service forecasts. And then we went to our own. That was a big deal. I mean, that was a big jump. And I remember, you know, we got a lot of flack for that. But, you know, I think overall when we do our, we actually do research on who does better. Sometimes the private sector does better. And it's because we can put the money into it where the government is kind of, you know, their hands are tied in many ways on, on, on what they can do and how much money they can put into um, maybe new, new programs or, or um, maybe into uh, making the forecast better. It's really interesting. I mean, for the, really, for the if you go back, the Weather Channel was really a great voice for the Weather Service, mm-hmm. yeah. and really the only one at the time. Hmm. Um, you know, obviously, local television would would show watches. We still do this today to an extent, but we were really a, a great voice for the Weather Service. And you're right, Kim. When we went out on our own and got those automated forecasts, it it, it, it ruffled a few feathers a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, Phil brings up a great point because there is a huge weight to get things done, um, you know, at the government level. And, and at the end of the day, guys, whether you're private or even uh, government, are, what, are, what are the people getting from our message? It, it's, it's convoluted. It's not getting the point across. People are still driving in the floods, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there, there's, there's messages that aren't getting out there. So we all have, I mean, seriously, private and government has to work together. <clears throat> At the end of the day, there needs to be one voice, one voice. If you go, I've covered tropical systems in other countries. And when I go down to Belize or um, if I've been to, uh, I'm trying to think of another area I, w- I was in, but, you know, Costa Rica, their, their government makes the call on everything. It's not a million different sources with a million different ideas. It's one succinct message. And whether we go back to that in some way through input from us, mm-hmm. but yet the weather service is the voice, I, I don't know how to get there. But I think there's a lot of work to be done. And, um, you know, I, I'd like to see, a, you know, I'd like to see people get more out of the message. We just start, okay, for example, we just started this thing called post, or excuse me, potential tropical cyclones. I had people asking me, oh, we're going to call them tropical cyclones now. Hmm. Really, the only reason that product was issued is so that the Hurricane Center could put out their their suite of products ahead of what they felt very confident in as a developing storm. So if it were me, I probably wouldn't have done that. I probably would just go back to the old definition that they have in calling a tropical tropical depression a low-level circulation and put out the products anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in, in now instead of people paying attention 
to the tropical storm warnings uh, and the cone, they're wondering, well, what are we doing? We're calling them tropical cyclones now? Yeah. I thought that's what they did in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. So there's a, yeah. I don't know. I would have liked to have had input in that in, in that decision. Yeah, Jim, I definitely agree with you. I think one of the biggest growth potentials in the weather market is going to be an increase in effectivity of communication. Because it's not necessarily that on-camera meteorologists are communicating it poorly. It's just that the public, I mean, in the past 20 years, people, we've improved dramatically in weather forecasting, but the public doesn't think that. And so in my mind that, you know, we were talking about earlier, what's going to be the future of TV weather. I think there's going to be a big player that's going to come and they're really going to utilize that effective communication and they're going to find some secret sauce and they're going to come in and really, you know, own it. Because I feel like at this point, you know, the message isn't getting across like it should be, you know, and and I've watched TV weather for years now and and I, I can't come up with that secret sauce, but I think, you know, because I look at these weather guys and I'm like, yeah, I understand what they're saying. I get what they're saying. But, you know, so I really think that that is where innovation is going to push in the future is, you know, an increase in effectivity at communicating. And also, um, also you know, obviously weather forecasting can always improve. That's going to continually, you know, people are going to continue to push to improve. But I really think the big area of improvement is going to be in communication. It's about explain, explaining probability. It's about explaining the fact that when I give you a forecast at 7 a.m., there's actually a chance, a very good chance, that by noon it could be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, things could change here. East Coast snowstorm, severe weather outbreak. Oh, gosh, the cap is so much stronger. Uh, we're not going to get severe storms today. How do we convince people to come back and realize what they, what they have time for us for at 7 a.m. may be drastically different? at noon by the time they go get their lunch. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So we know there's innovation, but we know private companies, you know, to me really drive the innovation because they can make those decisions quickly. Um, how <laughs> the challenge is, how do we get, if we already know that, that this company has found a, a better way to do this or a better way to define, let's just say define a polygon for a particular storm and, and better refine it, uh, so that you know we have fewer false alarms and things of that nature, but but it takes years maybe for the National Weather Service to adopt that because of just of the process obviously of a government entity being able to decide that. Jim, you talked about being in different governments where the government entity makes that one decision, but the problem is 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 innovation being withheld and held back because there's only that one entity doing it. Well, for some, uh, there's got to be a way to circle back the message to one voice. I just really think that he's, I mean, it, it's, you, you're not going to get a complete weather picture from an icon with a cloud, a little bit of sun and snow on it. Because mm-hmm. if that icon is in Buffalo, New York, and it's snowing at two inches an hour at rush hour, uh, right at five o'clock on, on Friday night, people are going to be like, where the hell did that come from? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that that's the issue. Uh, how, how do we get into now casting? But I, I think I'm talking about bigger weather events, bigger bigger weather. How, how do we com, how do we communicate a nice succinct message? But if but if 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 the government entities see and, and again I I'm my goal is not to pick on the National Weather Service or NOAA by any stretch of the imagination because it is what it is. It's it's a government entity, and there are some great people working in that. Yeah. Um, Agreed. 
in those Very departments. But yeah. they, and they're frustrated too because they're, they know they're slow yes. to be able to make yeah. decisions and do that. And I understand that. But does that mean we should take this private weather company that's trying to create an innovation that could be better and, you know, poo-poo it or ridicule it because, well, that's not what National Weather Service or NOAA is proposing. Someone's got to drive them. And that's what's great, I think, about our country is that we have private companies and we have businesses that have the freedom to push that innovation and drive someone else to create that competition. Yeah, you need competition. So, part of the so I understand we need that central voice, but it seems like the central voice is back here no. and, and innovation is, is going ahead, going, come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. And because we don't have the one voice, I think the other problem is, is we have all these separate entities going their own way. Right. right. You know, yeah. they're going, well, we're going to do this. And this everybody company says got, we're going to do it. Everybody's got to be involved. Everybody's got to mm-hmm. be involved. But I really like the one voice. Okay. So if I, if I had my wish list, if it was Christmas Day, and they said, Jim, what do you want for Christmas? I would say, I want you to make Greg Carbon the National Weather Service Director. Okay. That's what I want you to do. Greg was wonderful in taking government and, and, and innovation with SPC and creating a suite of new products. Now he's over doing the same thing at WPC. But I want to see him bring the whole weather community together. And to me, that's the guy who could do it. Because these private weather companies can throw money at something and get somebody to make the software to do what you want. But if you don't get the data disseminated from the government agencies who own the next rad sites and who own all all these, like uh, the national hurricane center and such, then you don't have the data to put into the cool software that the private agency just developed. Well, yeah. So it's just going to be a situation. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brady. Oh, it's all right. It was it was a different point. So continue on that point. No. So so here's what I'm going to ask you guys. If you look at climate change right now, okay, and, and you look at where the current administration is on it, <laughs> do you think for one minute that um, Tesla is going to stop making cars? Do you think for one minute we're not going to see more solar and more wind and alternative energy out there? No. <laughs> it is it, yeah. it is full speed ahead. Okay. Yeah. So whether you come in the front door. With, with what we're trying to do in the weather enterprise or you come in the back door, uh, I, I think it's unstoppable because you're right, Phil and, and, and Dina, private companies have a lot of great products out there and they should be incorporated in our message. They have to be. Yeah, I know, but Jim, you know, can you think of a, a time when the National Weather Service was saying one thing and then like the Weather Channel was saying something different and it really caused a problem? I mean, I'm trying, you know, Right, let's let's do that, Kim. When if you put five meteorologists in the room, mm-hmm. yeah. there's going to be a little difference. <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah. true. So how that, is, significant. how that is presented on the air again? It, it's 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 probability, yeah. right? And we're never all 100 yeah. percent sure. It, it's how how they explain their probability and how we explain our probability. So that's, yeah. that's true. I'm I'm going to jump in with uh, to kind of bring this around. There's been a lively discussion on our uh, YouTube chat with our uh, viewers, so we appreciate that. Um, and they generally uh, have been agreeing with I think one area that maybe that could happen. I don't know if it has. Phil mentioned something at the beginning uh, about the warnings uh, and uh, a private company issuing a warning for a particular area. And our our viewers. Uh, we're pretty adamant about the fact that that needs to be a central voice and that that could get very confusing if you yes. have other people Correct. doing warnings. So mm-hmm. maybe that's one area that that could happen. 
Right. But how do you stop them from doing that? True. I mean, you can't really. And how, I mean, how is the viewer going to know the difference? The viewer's not going to know the difference if it's coming from a TV station or mm-hmm. from wherever they're watching their news. If they see it, that's what they think is going to happen. And right. it's not explained. Hey, oh, there's a tornado warning here. When maybe somebody just thinks there's a tornado warning and it's not meeting the criteria that the National Weather Service or the Storm Prediction Center thinks. So, like I said, you could you could issue a warning because you're getting hail, but you're not getting one inch hail, which is what the National Weather Service uses. I think think you're right. I think the the general, you know, the general viewer wouldn't wouldn't understand where it was coming from. I think the the real danger in it though, is if they're using different criteria for issuing them and pretty quick, somebody says, well, that wasn't so bad. And we already have a problem with people, as Jim said, driving into floods anyway. And now they're getting, you know, warnings where it's maybe not as severe as a national weather service warning would be. And so now it's that whole cry wolf thing again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I really, I really did like what you said earlier about, um, probability forecasting, you know, you among other people, that's starting to really pick up steam, I feel like. And that, honestly, in my opinion, is is probably the most effective way. And I think it's going to start catching on. You know, I think, you know, as we continue progressing, I really do think that, you know, letting people know that there's this uncertainty um, is going to really allow them, you know, once they start believing, because it's going to take some time for that strategy to be adopted by the public. Because right now, when you say, hey, there's, you know, when you try and tell them about this probability, they're like, oh, you don't know. It's 50-50, right? So I think that's going to take some time. That's going to take some more effective communication and continuing to push that. Um, but, you know, I really do like that probability approach going forward um, in terms of – because I think there's two sides. There's the data side and there's the communication side, you know, communicating the forecast that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, think about what happened yesterday. Think about what happened yesterday. We had – in the morning, We I don't know if they changed this because I didn't see – SPC had a 5% probability of tornadoes across Iowa. Uh, and I think parts of Wisconsin and, and, and maybe even a little bit of Nebraska was in that. But we wound up with 26 tornadoes yesterday. Jeez. Wow. Okay. So. On 5%. On, on a 5%. You know, again, I don't know if they changed that or not. But the point is, is that 5% is a really big deal. Yeah. All right. And how, how, you, how you convey that message. Because we had mm. great. Deep layer shear yesterday. The sun came back out after that morning MCS, and it was Katie barred the door. Uh, could have actually been worse, frankly. So we got lucky yesterday. But how, how do you make people realize that 5% is not small? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the trouble with probability. Yeah, one of the things that's going to help, you know, and we had Dr. Lauren Myers on before as well, but I, I really think the focus on social science Yes, and, and really the study of that more and more when it comes to weather, I really think that's going to be a big part in steering, hopefully a more central message. Um, you know, again, I, I like the private companies and the innovation because I think someone needs to push the National Weather Service and know how to make decisions. Yeah. But I really do think the social science end of things and understanding how the public reacts to warnings or not react to warnings. And I think that's a whole new area that we're just starting to get into. Mm -hmm. I'll say this too, because people don't want to be educated. I don't think personally, this (laughs) is my person. Like they just want to be told some do. So -hmm. they just want to be told what's going to happen. They want to know it in the beginning of their day and they don't really have time. They got enough. People have so much on their plate 
and I'm not giving people a hard time. This is like, we all have so much on our plates to do in a day. Think about it. Our to-do lists are off the charts. We Crap, and you've be been told. on vacation for two weeks. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. to-do so bad. long. But they just want to be told. Like, right. I, I live with right. somebody. My husband doesn't know anything about weather. He looks at his app and things like that. People just want to be told specifically, this is what's going to happen. This is what time. This is what you need to do. But weather is not that precise yet. Yeah. Right. And, you and we, need to, we need to tell, you know, people need to understand that. And that's, that's really, you know, where the miscommunication is when people look at their app and think, you know, hey, I can, I mean, it, it can be trustable, but at the same time, you know, in a, in a rapidly changing it's weather. It's updating all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so people need to, people need to understand that when it comes to, especially life, you know, life-threatening situations and even dangerous situations where you have extreme weather, I mean, you, you just can't, you can't get that from an app. Mm-hmm. All right. So guys, let's say we're all, um, we know there's going to be a chance of severe weather that day. Are you going to go to your, to go to Alexa and say, Alexa, what do you think <laughs> of this tornado outbreak today? Yeah. You think it's a big deal? Should I take it serious? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what's happening. You're it not going is. to get that yeah. on your phone. So it goes no. back right. to the sources that you trust, the right. tone of the message of the communicator, whether it whether it be, some, you know, sometimes when we have a big day, we all, we'll have National Weather Service. We'll have the individual offices on an SPC. I mean, you can just tell how we ramp up the message that day. Um, so, so being a trustworthy source um, is where, I, you know, we need to be. Yeah. But, but I, it can't be from a million different places and have a million different criteria for the message, Phil. You're absolutely right. You know, on the minute you said that a word, everybody's units just went off and said <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, we want you guys to tell us what you think. You can email us at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or make a comment on Twitter or Facebook and tag us so we can read it on our next show. So, Kim, yes, uh, in the summer, you know, the storm season starts to shift north and, and east, kind of into the northern plains in the Midwest, correct? Yes. Like the summer, kind of the storm. <laughs> As you were uh, tornado uh, alley moves, on Twitter. Right? You were yeah. on Twitter. So, anyway, <laughs> so we, we have a lot of chasers in the Midwest and the northern plains that need to check out severestreaming.com. Uh, so, if you've got a laptop, if you've got an HD webcam or camcorder, and you have a cellular data plan, that's all you need. Severestreaming.com will provide the rest to get your GPS location and live video online and available for sale when you're out chasing. Uh, for over 10 years, Severe Studios has been a leader in the chaser industry. They've got over 1,000 pro and amateur storm chasers that have signed up with them to broadcast severe weather live in the field. So let the experts help you get started, even if you're not a full-time chaser. SevereStreaming.com from Severe Studios. Go ahead and tell them the Stormfront Freaks sent you. So we're going to go ahead and take our final break. Our listeners are going to be able to hear Brady Storm School. The rest of you watching, go ahead and refill your drinks. We'll come right back with Weather Fools and WX Resources. This is Storm School, where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon, why they happen, where they happen, what causes them, some topics we'll cover well, things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot. Welcome to Storm School. Class yeah. is in session. 
Hello once again, guys. I'm Brady, and on this week's episode of Storm School, we're going to be talking about rip currents. We're going to be talking about what the definition of a rip current is. I know a lot of you have probably heard of rip current before. I'm going to talk about where they happen, why they happen, and what to do if you're caught in a rip current. Now, this is very applicable. Um, we're entering the summer. You know, a lot of people are going to the beach. I know I'm going to the beach in a couple of weeks. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily know about rip currents. They might, you, you know, you might be familiar about how to get out of one, but how exactly do they occur? So let's start off by what is a rip current. So a rip current, this is according to Wikipedia, often referred to simply as a rip or the misnomer riptide, which is something different. Um, it's not the same thing. Is a specific kind of water current which can occur near beaches with breaking waves. Um, it can be hard to see and oftentimes appear absent from breaking waves. And you can really only see it, you know, at least the weaker ones, by a ripple on top of the water. Um, so basically, it's water that is flowing because you know the water flows in and the waves crash, and then that water just got to go somewhere. It's got to go, so it goes out. It travels out in these currents, in these channels, um, and it's not necessarily obvious. Sometimes the stronger ones are, um, but that's the most dangerous thing. Is is you oftentimes it's really hard to see it from the shoreline. So you get in the water and, and it and occurs and you, and you really have no idea. So what exactly causes it and where can it happen? So it can happen anywhere where there's breaking waves. So any shoreline, any beach where the waves break, even on you know places down in western Florida where the waves you know on the Gulf side are very calm and tranquil usually. You can still get rip currents there because the waves are breaking and that water's got to flow out. Um, now some areas where it will concentrate so if you have a sandbar, that is one you know area that if you have a break in a sandbar, um, so you have a sandbar on the left, and then it and then there's like a hole in it where it gets much deeper, and then it continues um, after that hole or after that you know dip in the in the elevation of the water, um, you could have a really strong rip current actually form there because the water will actually concentrate there, and it will actually that that hole will almost act as a funnel, and that will funnel out water very quickly out back out to the ocean after those waves have broken on shore. Um, so that's one area where it can form. They usually, you know, they can form naturally, um, just based on the the ocean currents as well. It's been it's been studied for over seventy five years, so it's it's a pretty complicated process. Um, but some of the conditions that can make rip currents worse are, you know, you have a storm, you know, a tropical storm that will actually blow up, or you have a, you know, high wind event or a storm that blows up that really, you know, the wind is blowing water, um, you know, the wind is blowing onshore and blowing a lot of water onshore, that can actually cause a rip current back out to the ocean because, you know, it's, it's momentum. So, or it's a preservation momentum. It's one of the Newton's basic third laws. I know I'm bringing that up. That's a little complicated, but you know, energy will be conserved. So, you know, what goes, what goes in must come out and it'll do so in a, in a rip current in a concentrated area of water if it's very strong. So that's why when you have a tropical storm coming through or near, or just, you know, completely out in the ocean, um, it doesn't even have to be near. You usually see some sort of rip current statement. You'll want to stay out of the water on that day because rip currents um, oftentimes can be hard to see, which makes them extra dangerous. So what to do once you're in a rip current? So you've probably heard this before. Um, you want to swim parallel to shore 
off, you know, if you're in rip current, you will you will know because you'll be getting pulled out to the. It's not going to be you know your, your usual just floating in the water having a great day. You'll get pulled out into the ocean, so you're going to want to swim parallel to the shore um, to get out of that rip current because usually it's very narrow um, and, it, and it's in a straight line usually. So if you swim parallel, eventually you'll make it out. You don't want to swim against the grain. You don't want to swim with it because you'll just end up tying yourself out. And ultimately, people have died from swimming with and against rip currents. People have died in rip currents in general because they're so dangerous. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what you want to do. You want to preserve as much energy as you can to get, but you want to get out of that rip current as soon as you can so you don't get pulled too far away from shore. Um, I hope this helped, guys. There's a lot more information online to keep you safe from rip currents, the silent killer. Um, also, if you get pulled out in rip current, there's some sharks out there, so you don't want to get that either. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Okay, welcome back. This time we have weather resources, and this is the part of the show where we give you the cool websites or apps that we find really cool with weather that we want to share with everybody. So we actually all have one to share today, and we're going to start. Bam! So Kim, Kim, what's your weather resource? Well, you know, Dina, I have to stick with the Weather Channel theme because we had Jim on. Okay. So I want to talk about Nick Walker. Now, Nick and I go way back, you know, back first Outlook days back in the late 1990s. But Nick has a website. It's called WXDude.com. And he is officially the Weather Dude. I mean, it's trademark. This is the Weather Dude. And if you have children who love the weather... I advise, or, you know, teachers that want good weather information links maybe to share in their school, this is a great website to go to. Nick is awesome. He also sings and plays guitar. He's been at Weatherfest. He's been invited back many, many, many times. And he sings, he wrote songs about the weather. <laughs> you, should, you should listen to some of these songs. They're great. It's for kids, basically. But I think if any of you, you know, have children who may be thinking about a weather career, Nick's website is awesome, but it also has um, meteorology links in there. So a little bit for everybody, but it's kind of geared towards kids. But I just think it's a wonderful website. I think you would all enjoy it. Okay. Weather, WXDude.com, right? That's it. Yeah, that's right. Cool. All right. Hey, Brady, you got one, right? Oh, yeah. And this one, this one's pretty close to home here. So I, I'll share my screen real quick. So this is the... Twister, it's the Ohio State University Woo! weather forecasting site. All right. Um, and they've got a bunch of different stuff here. They've got satellites. Um, they've got one of the coolest things in my mind is the MOSS data, where say I want to do, you know, type in Columbus. Um, model output yeah. statistics. MOSS, people don't yeah. maybe know what MOSS is. Yeah, model output statistics. Sorry um, for those of you that don't know. It basically <laughs> is a know. list. It's like a text version of the GFS, the NAM, um, the GFSX, which is a special variation of the GFX. Um, and it basically gives you, you know, this really cool text format, hour by hour, or even, you know, this is every three hours for the NAM. Um, it gives you, you know, wind direction, the dew point, the wind speed. It's the forecast, of course. I like of all pictures the better. <laughs> okay, here, Phil, I got you. There's there's some satellite. Like Here's some vis- mm-hmm. Visible satellite. This is the GOES um, in the past you know couple hours here. So this is a really cool website where you can get a lot of weather information, plus it's Ohio State. Perfect. Um, and then you can also you can go to the upper. They've got um, a bunch of uh, models here where they've got you know the 850 millibar, 700 millibar, 500 millibar pattern. 
um, of all these different products. Is and that new? How long have they had that, Brady? They've, they've had, had it, they've had it forever. Okay. I know it looks a little okay. old, but at the same time, like, I just love the way this map is um, outputted. Like, it's just so simple yeah. and it's really clear. And there's just a, crisp, a crispness about it that you just love. You know, yeah, this, there's, a little, mm-hmm. there's a little short wave yeah. coming in. We're going to have some storms mm-hmm. probably with that. That's going to bring us our weather of the next. That's so what Twister dot. Can you Twist, tell the whole? It's yeah, Twister. Just type in on Google Twister um, Ohio State um, because the website's like Twister dot SBS dot Ohio State slash EDU, and I'll, I'll we'll post the website as well. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, Phil, you got one too, right? I do. Uh, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Brady to stop bumping his table or his mic. All right. I, I get. That. I was getting really animated. I could, tell. <laughs> I could tell. And and I'm gonna make sure we. I, I reference this. I'm gonna give you my WX resource. Um. Yeah, we'll just call it weather resources. Probably. Wait, what? Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go along with Kim, right? So a lot of our listeners they have kids and they're big weather fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my weather resource is actually uh, very similar. Uh, it's a great resource for kids. It is the Weather Whiz Kids. <laughs> I like that one. That's oh, good. So if you if you go to weatherwizkids.com, they have a link on the left to weather experiments. So it's summertime, a lot of kids are off and they're home. Uh some great things you can do with your kids to teach them about weather. There's tornado in a bottle, there's how to make a rain gauge. I know there's also how to make an anemometer. Uh just lots of uh fun neat There's even a sausage recipe on there too. <laughs> <laughs> got everything there, there, yep. oh, it looks like there is. No, yeah. anyway no they're not paying us so we're not saying anyway uh some great resources guys for you uh, for all of you with kids to not only do a fun little project but also in the process uh teach them a little bit about weather so that's weatherwizkids.com that is a good one i i like that one with the kids it, they they do explain it well it's good pictures yeah, it looks awesome. You know, that was that actually one of, that was actually used for one of my classes in uh, college. I'm sure it was. How <laughs> <laughs> to use paper cups and it make was, it. Your senior year, your senior Pretty, year. Yeah, it was, it was one of my. Yeah, it was one of my last classes. Was, yeah, <laughs> Brady's last project was a tornado in a bottle. <laughs> 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 Doctor Hoffman was a very professor. He loved you know when we made stuff. So yeah. Aww. <laughs> So MJ, you've got okay. one too, right? I, I do tonight. Yeah. All right, MJ. Surprise. We, <laughs> in the past, we've talked about um, uh, Blitzer Tongue uh, as a that they has the lightning right shows all the lightning, um, yep. and there's a, a site that uses that data um, called LightningMaps.org. LightningMaps.org. That's easy to remember. It is. Mm. And it looks like that. Yeah, what, better than Blitzer Tongue, yeah. Yeah. Because how <laughs> I was do you like, can you spell that, please? Blitzer Tongue, right, right. Uh, but they use the data from Blitzer Tongue. But what makes it really easy is that as soon as you go to lightningmaps.org, you get an immediately zoomable uh, uh, window. Um, okay. And you can do that on Blitzer Tongue, but it's kind of hard to figure out how to define it. And with lightningmaps.org, it's just Right away, it's in your face. You go right to where you want to go. You zoom right in on what you want to zoom in on, and you can see the lightning uh, as it detects the lightning. It gets a little. The little MJ, go to Ohio. Let's see what's going on in Ohio I can right do now. That. 
There you go. I saw I saw something that looked interesting. Ooh, there you go. Better be moving towards us because that could be some good uh, good activity in northern Indiana and northern Ohio. And notice Indianites. Here's a little extra added thing. Notice how that uh, as I do this and describe for the listening audience, the circle expands. That's the sound. Of the thunder. No way. The lightning. Wow, wow that is cool. Yes, it, oh, that's, that's actually pretty awesome. cool. And it actually is pretty accurate. I, I wow. yeah. So there wow. you go. Kick the ass. Wow. That is cool. That is pretty kick ass. Sorry, Grandma. But that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's my wow. my uh, WX resource. All right. I've got I'm uh I've got one too. I'm gonna share my screen. And mine is um it's tropicalatlantic.com forward slash recon so tropicalatlantic.com forward slash recon and this is kind of cool it's a little more in depth if you kind of want to see like the hurricane hunters and where they're flying and their passes you can look at um their radar their basins you can even if you click on the google earth if there is a storm it will plot it on google earth and what's nice about that is that you can click on the icons on google earth and it will give you the information it will give you the speed. It will give you uh, wind. It gives you everything. Hmm. So if you're really like geeking out on the hurricane hunters and you want to see like a big storm that they're out in, you can click on that and um, you can go crazy with it. You can look at it, especially if you have Google Earth. Google Earth is free. You can download it. So I kind of like looking at it there. It's easier to kind of follow. Nice. But check it out. That's it's cool. Season. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, all, all right. those things. Uh, you can check out all those things at our website, stormfrontfreaks.com. If you go to episode 30 and look up the show notes, all those links will be right there uh, for you as well. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, we'll flip it over to Brady and Weather Fools. Bam, I'm going to try not to make my, my own <laughs> self a Weather Fool because I know I might have done that last time. But <laughs> last time, anyway, every time. <laughs> wait, every time. There you go. There you go. Hey, you know what? I'm chilling. All right. I'm chilling. Did he long. actually drink some of that Bacardi? I think he did. You know, I, no, guys. Look. Oh, I knew, I knew it. it. Bottle of water. It was water. I was Doug, okay. If I was drinking Doug, Bacardi, Doug. I'd be passed out right now because I had like this much. Of my glass, so I'm you know, hey, get just... this. I was at the Reds game last night, and they were selling the the concession guy that the okay. that walks the stands, okay. bottle of water, four dollars and ninety five cents. Wow, that, 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 that is the single bottle of water. That guy, you know, yeah. whoever I couldn't believe it. Nine dollar beers, I, I can understand that. A five dollar bottle of water, you got to be kidding me. Oh, you can find wow. a twenty four pack for that price. I mean. Yeah. Crazy. I'll spit in it for that price. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so this is weather fools. This is weather fools. We like to keep it casual here on the podcast. But so, what is weather fools? Weather fools is basically um, where us as the freaks, we're going to go out and look on the internet for some weird, wacky video when it comes to weather. Um, it's supposed to make you laugh. Um, sometimes it's supposed to make you cry <laughs> from laughter, hopefully. Um, but we just sit back and we, you know, look at potentially you know news anchors anything like that that made a fool of themselves um either during the weather or falling you know i I know a lot of our videos have been you know weather anchors falling um dina likes those especially (laughs) she does does. i'm sure fidel's got some good ones yeah who's your weather fool this week for me dina all right 
This one's funny. Um, it made me laugh so hard. And this one is um, this guy was using a Weather Channel map, but uh, his name's Paul Hartman. But That's as he goes map. through, he pretty much jokes about he's like, people, stop emailing me these stupid questions. When I talk about a low, I don't mean low temperature. I meant low pressure. And he goes, this. he's like, wait, let me dumb it down for everybody because no one's paying attention. And it's so funny. Because he calls himself Sunny Knight. <laughs> um, it's, it's just funny. Like you gotta. I was literally crying. See, oh. I gotta dumb down my forecast. And he goes through here, and he just he, he kind of says a lot of things about um, news or weather forecasts of that people don't understand. And he kind of explains like people pay attention a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah. and he'll be like, if you can't even understand this, you got bigger problems. But it was so, he did it in such a funny way that I was literally like crying. I loved it so much. That's <laughs> what Kim's been thinking for you. We're crying. There yeah. Exactly. Does it, it's yeah. kind of like when, yeah, like, you know, when people are like, oh, you're so wrong. I'm like, I didn't mean low temperature. I meant low pressure. Pay attention. <laughs> Right. So it was, oh. it was funny. It, it made me laugh. Well, we'll have that link for us on the uh, the website, right, Phil? The website? There you yep. go. Yep. Bam. All right, Kim, what yes. is your weather pool this week? All right. Well, I don't have a name, but this is going to be a hail um, thing again. Let me see if I can get this screen to share. There we go. And look at that, guys. <laughs> I did it. Okay. So um, this one. Well, you didn't. I didn't. You did. You did. You did. You look great, but we don't yeah. see. Oh, you, you can't see it. Okay, wait. Uh, we can see your right. Just reenact it. Reenact it for us. Okay, let me hit share. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. There I am. Dang it! Now you see me again. Let's see here. Yeah, you turned it off. All right. How did? Oh, this is. You guys, this is so terrible. It's fine. All right, hold on, hold on. Okay. This is riveting. I have the same problems with my car in the morning. I just try and start it over and over. Kick it a couple times, like the Fonz. You just like sooner or later, it will work. (laughs) All right. Working yet? No. Oh wait, wait. Here we go. It's money. Now hit the tab. tab. Click on the right tab. There it is. There we go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, do you see anything going on? No, okay, yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Okay, all right, watch this. This is softball size hail. Watch Holy this. Crap. She pulls in and look what she does. She gets out no. of her car. Look at the look at the hail bouncing. That hail? Right, here we go. Oh look my gosh, there she is. She oh. gets out oh. and runs oh. in. Oh. Okay, so two things I see here. One, you notice she doesn't pull her car. Shoot, oh. let me get out of there. Well, she didn't she pull under the awning. She thing. did not pull under the awning. And she left so, her keys the in the car running. She oh left her God. keys in the car. She didn't pull under the awning. She ran out when it was at least baseball to softball size hail, hitting the ground and bouncing like a foot to two feet in the air. And it's like okay, <laughs> two really silly things right there. But anyway, that's I'd rather my... have the car ticket than my head. Exactly. Yeah. And the guy that was that was recording this, he's like, "No, tell me she's not coming out of the car. <laughs> oh, no. no, there's no way." Oh, and I wonder if she got hit right there. I wonder if she got hit. That would be a double whammy. Yeah, it would. Car got damaged and she got hit. Yeah. All right. Anyhow. That was pretty great, Kim. Thanks. Uh, We eventually saw it. (laughs) That was great. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's for all of us. All right, Phil, who is your uh, weather for? 
this week. All right. So my weather fool, I've, I got to call somebody out actually on this one. Uh, there is a, a chief meteorologist and I'm going to use his name because he uses everybody else's. Uh, the guy's name is Mark Torello, chief meteorologist. Uh, oh, that's in a Man- nice realistic picture of like Mankato, Minnesota. And this, I just, every once in a while I'll see his tweet, not because I follow this guy, but because other people do and retweet his stuff. But all he does is he finds other people's things. Uh, here's some great lightning shots. And he copies their picture or he copies their video. Then he posts the tweet himself and then puts like on this uh, lightning video photo credit, Chris Arlington. Instead mm-hmm. of just retweeting the individual's yeah, work. Right. That's, what, that's harder. Takes yeah. their work. And then he uses, here's some nice mammatus clouds. And he just took it and he posted it himself and said, "Photo courtesy wow. of David Paul." Aww. So, so in this so case, David even like asked them. Yeah, these guys aren't getting their aren't getting these tweets himself. Yeah, here's here's a right. great tornado shot. Now, actually, photo credit. He actually used their Twitter hashtag, wow. so that was nice that he did that. But he didn't yeah. just retweet it or quote the tweet. He just takes everybody's stuff. And he posted as his own, and he he does this so often. Look, he stole David's picture again. I don't get it. What's the what's <laughs> um, the problem? Just retweet. Yeah, I don't know. He yeah. he because he yeah he just wants his own stuff. Yeah. But he could comment. He could quote it right. He could quote it and retweet. Right. it. Right. He could yeah. quote the retweet and put his own stuff. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. He just copies and pastes, and then I wonder if he even asked them. Do you think he even asked them? No, no. I guarantee you he doesn't. Because no. I've heard so many other people that have complained about this, and you know there are other people that do it, but he seems to do it all the time. And I finally, the other day, I saw something that was great that he just copied and pasted and then said photo credit to. And that person's never going to get yeah, link no. to. You know, they're never going to get the hits. Yeah, no. he's just going for the hits himself. And I'm, I, you know, and I'm from Minnesota, too. and I'm sad to say he's, he's at the same state dude, I'm from. Dude, just get a camera and take it yourself, man. Come on. <laughs> anyway, right. Come on. Mark, Mark needs Carrello. his tech guy to show him how to do it. Yeah, Mark yeah, Carrello is All right, MJ, who is your weatherful this week? All right, so um, this one's maybe for uh, – maybe this one's for Dina. Oh, um, uh, okay. Whoops, I'm sorry. Did I, did I get my screen shared? Can you see it? No, nope. I don't see oh, it. I see MJ, oh, come on, Kim. Guy, I mean, MJ. <laughs> You're the tech guy. Come oh, on. I am the tech guy. <laughs> Dang. It's those, it's those meddling it. kids. It. It's I that Mountain Dew he says he's drinking. There it, yeah. there there it is. Yeah. All right. So this is a, uh, sorry, a uh, weatherman in Ireland for the CNN affiliate. Mm. And got some good hair. We'll start that up. And he's <laughs> reporting. Oh, there's a little. Oh, oh shoot. Oh. Oh. See his hair? <laughs> And then they, yeah, they have some off. fun. They have some fun with it afterwards. But you get to see it one more time hey, as let's... he uh, is reporting, telling about everything, and then oh, there it goes again. Bam! Oh, wow! See, that almost looked like it looked like nice hair, but was it that did. really his hair? Was it coming off? I don't know. It kind of looked like it might it was have been. They're blowing really funky, Good or. Question. I or I think it could have been a man bun up there. <laughs> Actually, it was a man bun. You're right. There was a little man bun up there. There was. You got to watch the whole thing, everybody listening. You watch the whole thing. You'll get to see it. Okay. Oh, I am. I see. I knew it. I knew a man bun when I see it. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a weather full this week, and I think we might be saving the best for last. No, no just kidding. No, the, 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 but uh, this is what. Oh, I'm already screen sharing. That's kind of weird. No, Wait. you're not. No, you're not. No. 
I was like, I said I was presenting to everyone. All right, I'm having I'm having problems with the screen share. He All right, so this we'll have a training next week. So this is a this is a local Nebraska TV station that let some of the best football players in their state, like high school football players, come and do like weather forecasts. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, that's yeah. cute though. Well, yeah, but like I mean, these kids are just awful, and there's there's one kid that's just like I think it's gonna be hot. Not really sure though. Uh, the map says so, but I have no idea. And I was just, it was. Look at how insecure those guys oh, are. Oh, yeah. In front of the he, that guy was yeah. just like, there's a blob of green, there's a blob of oh, yellow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my. There's oh, the fig leaf. We call it the fig leaf oh, yeah. when he keeps exactly. his hands in front of him. Right. Fig leaf. It's like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. So that, this guy's great. This guy's great. This guy started with the green towel in front of him and then he there's dropped it. And he does the fig leaf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't That's know hilarious. I could work That's with these guys. That's a pretty funny video to watch, especially with the audio on. Um, oh, I can click through, though. I want, yeah, it looks like fun. he's got a clicker in his hand. He does. I believe so. So <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was pretty There's funny. something in his hand. We'll just, there was something. <laughs> we don't know what. <laughs> there was something. All right. All right. But yeah, we'll post. Uh, we'll get all those links on our website. Um, if you want to watch more, there are some pretty funny Weather Fools this week, as well as great weather resources. It's going to be great stuff to check out. Yep, stormfrontfreaks.com. Just go to it'll be episode 30. Uh when you when you pull up up when you pull up episode 30, just look for the show notes. We'll have all the links right there for you as well. All right, MJ, what do we got for any listener questions or comments? Well, you kind of mentioned about it uh, earlier as we were talking about trying to make sure that we let everybody know who's listening exactly what the weather WX resources and uh weather fools urls were so we got a review uh on itunes from the reviewer x100 i'll read a little bit it says so after listening to several episodes while i was at work the past few weeks i guess i will write a review now i appreciate the structure the podcasts go in with the small segments of pure learning mixed with fun conversations this definitely feels like i'm hanging out with friends and having a good time Aww, we really appreciate that. that thank you i love that cheers mate Cheers. Cheers. Chip, chip, cheerio. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that uh, cheerio. Th- that about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast and Stormfront Freaks Raw. Thank you for listening and watching. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on your Apple Podcast app like we just had. Uh, and if you leave your Twitter handle, I'll follow up with you and actually send you an MP3 copy of our intro song, uh, just to give you something. But anyway, remember to subscribe on your podcast app of choice so you always get the latest content the minutes it, it's released. And I also uh, heard that if you don't subscribe to the show, it takes you 24 hours to get the latest show. Those that subscribe to the show get it immediately that right when we post Ooh, it. Nice. Right. So just right. another reason why you want to go to whatever podcast app you're listening to us on and hit subscribe. Uh, so that you why wouldn't you exactly <laughs> uh special thanks to our guest uh jim cantori mr yankee awesome yeah, yeah thanks, good. Jim. And our next thanks. episode is in two weeks uh so july 13th back at our normal time 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central we're gonna have on the tornado trackers jeff jeremy and gabe we're gonna uh, i think we have all three of them coming on they're gonna be on the show to share some of their great chasing stories so go to stormfrontfreaks.com or our YouTube channel if you actually want to watch the recording live. So for MJ and 
Brady and Dina and Kim, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to signal the all clear. And we'll catch you guys next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, everyone. Have a good night. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com, providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices, zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.